Today on High Point with Ron Zappia, a timely message for Valentine's Day. If we don't do this and if we don't communicate in a loving way, we will not be brought to completion. What God's saying is this. Yep, we need Him. Yep, we need His Spirit. But we need each other to communicate, talk, bring out blind spots, help each of us to grow. Welcome to High Point with Ron Zappi. We're coming to you today from High Point Church in the western suburbs of Chicago. I'm your host, Steve Smith, and we all know what today is. Ron, do you know what today is? It's, oh, it's a little something. <laughs> I'll give you hints. It's February 14th. Oh, Does man, that mean anything to you? Yeah, they, come on. It's Valentine's Day. It's, the, <laughs> it's a great holiday for you to do what? To do something nice and special <laughs> for your spouse. So, Steve, what, what, did you buy anything yet? Uh, but you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> yes, uh, you know what, though? I got to be honest. My wife doesn't love roses. Does Jody love? She loves uh, flowers, but yeah, I got I got yeah. to pivot from the roses yeah, get a you know different what? type of flower. Yeah, you know what? I, I don't know if she's necessarily the flowers aren't the thing that engages her the most. Most, but something thoughtful, something nice, <laughs> something special on this day. But listen, uh, if you're like Steve and I and you want to surprise your spouse, make sure it's just not one day a year. Make sure it's not just about Valentine's Day. That what? That each and every day that we would be showing love and expressing our heart and our gratitude for our spouses. As God wants us to express our love for our spouses each day. And one way we can do that is how we communicate to them. And one way we can do that is communicating respectfully to them, building them up and not tearing them down. Well, of course, this is a great focus with a Valentine's Day edition of High Point coming up. Maybe your spouse wants to listen in today too. If you're married, here's a message with Pastor Ron and his wife, Jody. We're diving right in. Today, the title of the message is Choosing to Communicate Respectfully. Choosing to Communicate Respectfully. And Jody and I have this. We're excited to be here for the last uh, part of this series. Good to have Jody on stage with me for this series. Hasn't it been, church? Good stuff? Yes. She's saying she wants to do it more often is what she's been telling me. I'm actually looking forward to seeing right over there. <laughs> Uh, taking like, notes. Well, you know, stop it. But uh, hey, I want to do this. I just want to say, you know, as this series has been focused, we've been talking about the year of relationship for 2019. So we're going to be talking about all kinds of relationships this entire year. But this message specifically, the series, each of these choices, they can be done, um, you know, they can be applicable to all of us, all relationships. Don't have to be married to get something out of this, but we are swinging towards that as we want to do this. We want to see good strong, healthy marriages for the glory of God, gospel-centered marriages, and that's our heart and our desire. But again, please listen up. No matter what life stage you're at, these are very important truths that can help us. So 10 commandments of healthy communication. We're going to get the first several right out of Ephesians. So if you can turn to Ephesians, that would be great. And the first commandment is this. If you're a note-taker, I'm just going to start off and say, thou shalt speak truthfully, and lovingly. Thou shalt speak truthfully and lovingly. That's what it talks about in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15. Let me go ahead and read it to you. I'm reading from the ESV version. It says this, rather speaking the truth in love. There it is right there. You can underline that in your Bible, circle it. We are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, take notice of the end of verse 16, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Said that to say this, we need each other. 
That's commandment number one. Commandment number two, what do we got for us, Jode? Uh, thou shalt choose your words carefully. And so we're staying here in Ephesians 4, and at verse 29 reads, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Please think about that. There's words that can be changed out for healthier communication. And as Jody said, there's words to call out. So which of those C words, cut out, change out, call out, do you need to deal with today? Let's get to commandment number three. We're going to stick in Ephesians. Take a look at verse 30. Thou shalt follow the Spirit wholeheartedly. Thou shalt follow the Spirit wholeheartedly. And I don't think it's an accident that as the Apostle Paul was uh, writing this, he, he, look at the next verse. He says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So the Holy Spirit, third person of the Trinity, I like to say God in me, I mean, that's the guarantee of change for you. So unhealthy communication patterns that you're thinking about right now, God wants to give you the power to change within the Holy Spirit. But the problem is, that we can grieve the Holy Spirit. Now, I've read this verse, I've seen this verse, I quote this verse, but I've never put it quite in the context of I'm grieving God when I'm speaking in an unwholesome way. And so all of us have lost a loved one at some point, and we know what it's like when we're grieving at a point where you can't do anything. I mean, you're, just, you know, you're useless, you're a wreck. And, and for two or three days, you're, that's what we're doing to the Spirit of God that's within us, that we're not enabling him to do the work he desires to do when we have faulty speech that we don't repent of, that we don't, uh, to, you know, it's so hard to take something back. It's been said, but it, it damages our relationship with the Holy Spirit that what? That, that we need to be sensitive. So let me just ask it like this. Are you sensitive to what the Holy Spirit wants you to say? So let's get on the positive for a moment. That, that you're listening and abiding and through your family life and work and relationships that is the Holy Spirit of God leading you. And so often we can get moving, you know, if God's asking you or speaking in that still small voice, you know. And so let's make sure that we're encouraging each other in the words that we speak. Commandment number four, thou shalt listen intently. So this is about listening. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear. There it is right there in the scripture. So next one is this, thou shalt respond slowly. So we've got thou shalt listen intently. That's where it says quick to hear. And then right in the scripture, it says be slow to speak. So we want to listen to be understanding. Again, active listening. And let me say this, men. I'm just going to be really clear that it's more about being heard than helped. That's what your wife wants. That's what your spouse desires. It's more about being heard than helped. It's more about feelings than facts. It's the feel. That's what she's looking for. It's more about listening than solving. It isn't about solving the problem. It's about hearing. It's more about, more about assurance than an answer. It's this that I want to assure you. I want to communicate to you. Commandment number six is this, that thou shalt calm down quickly. So here's the answer to what? That we need to calm down that James chapter 1 verse 19 says this. It's giving you a bit of a formula. It's saying, let every person, if you're quick to hear, slow to speak and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness that God requires. So really, why should we be um, quick to hear? Why should we be slow to speak? Why should we be slow to anger? Because we want that righteousness of God. That's our desire. That's what we want. So let me just cut to the chase. Men, do you have a short fuse? 
if you do, that Jody's really helped me to identify the triggers. What are the things that are happening that's making, putting you in a situation where you're responding in that way? We got to get ahead of it. You know, anger is just an emotion and emotions are not bad in and of themselves. It's what we do with the emotions. It's like the dashboard on your car. When the lights come on, it's like, oh, there's a problem. And so when you feel that boiling up, there's a problem. Get ahead of it. What's ident identify your triggers, men and women. You know, we've talked about this in our own relationship when, when people are expecting too much of us. It's like that could be a trigger. Um, maybe if you feel let down, maybe if you feel like, I, I can't fix this, I don't know how to handle this, I, I can't do this, uh, people, uh, I don't know something, things, things aren't going the way I planned. So frustration comes in. I, I mean, you know, I'm treated unfairly. You know, whether it's in a work situation or at home, you know, that's when those triggers, I mean, we've gone to the page where we, you can, you know, we've, I, I've had a journal where I've wrote these things down. Like when these things happen, I, when I feel pressured, when I feel annoyed, I mean, that's the things you've got to identify your triggers that, that, to, to get ahead of the bus, so to speak, and to stop the train. And so when I'm tired, when I'm hungry, how many people would agree with me? Hanger is a real thing, isn't it? I mean, it, it is. Hanger, it's a problem. And it's just like, if we're not getting fed, it's just like this. It's like that can trigger these things. So important commandment in the scripture, thou shall calm down quickly. And you know, one of the things that you can try is, is to call a time out, is to take a walk, is to stop and pray. I mean, there's so many things that we can do to help us with this. Yeah, and what I would say too, you know, it, it does, like women, we're affected by this too. I think um, especially when you are in an overwhelmed time, whether it's you're yeah. overwhelmed at your job, um, maybe you're overwhelmed with kids, you know, you got a bunch of them at a young age. And um, I think of another trigger that I remember too is like I had been so used to being able to accomplish things and get things done. And then when I couldn't, I, would, I could just feel this tension like building up because none of the things I had thought I was going to try to get done. And, it, and they, they seemed like simple things, you know, it, and right. this is when I made the adjustment from work to being home with kids and and um, I know that would be a trigger for me. So we all have them. The point is we all have them. So let's help each other identify them in a safe environment so that we right. can help each other. Like, hey, I think you're feeling this. You know, I think you're this. I understand that that, but let's, you know. So let's help each other with these things. The other thing is I think um, you mentioned calling the timeout. And yeah. that is really helpful if, if, you know, you've just gone from zero to ten. And, um, but the thing about the timeout is it can't go on like forever because <laughs> I've heard some out. people like, well, we do that, but then we never, it, like it never, never we never back. circle back. Right, right. And, um, the point of the timeout is to give yourself time to, you know, Hey, let's maybe pray a little bit here. Let's just take some time. Let's, let's talk to the Holy Spirit about this. Why am I so upset about this? That helps you give you time to identify that it might be something going on in you more than what's even going on here. And that's oftentimes the case. So the thing with the timeouts, you do need to eventually circle back. That's all yeah, I was going to... Good gonna, stuff. Yeah. All right, let's do this. Commandment number seven is... Um, uh, Excuse the next few are going to be in Matthew. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've got to turn to Matthew. So if you turn to Matthew, we're going to get the rest of them out of Matthew. So if you could turn there, that would be fantastic. And so the next one is this. Thou shall humble thyself 
regularly. So thou shalt humble thyself regularly. And we're going to turn to Matthew chapter 7 and look at a passage of Scripture that um, Jesus is, is, it's red letter, and probably the best thing to do. If you look at verses 3 through 5 for a moment, I'm going to just do this. I think it's the best way is just to act this out. So I'm going to just uh, take this right here, and I'm just, you know, Jody, you've got an issue, and I, I just got to point this issue out to you. And I, I, you've got something right here in your eye, and it's just like this, and, and it's just like, and, and isn't that's what Jesus is doing? He's saying, you know, you're going to try to take the speck. Let me just fix that right here out, out of your brother's eye, or in this case, your spouse's eye, without removing what the log from our own eye. I mean, how ridiculous it is, and how foolish it is. But this is that you would humble yourselves. Who's the first one to say they're sorry? Who's the first one to ask for forgiveness? Who's the first one in the relationship to say, I was wrong? I mean, these are the things, the keys that are so important. Forgiveness is so important to a relationship. Um, Ruth Graham said the secret to a happy marriage is that you have two good forgivers. Isn't that true? I mean, that we would do what? That we would be the first to take the log out of our own eye. listening to High Point with Ron Zappia and a pivotal message from our marriage series called Tightening the Knot. To request this complete marriage series, call 844-HP-RADIO. Pastor Ron Zappia continues today's message in just a moment. Marriage, like a knot, has to be kept tight. Left to itself, it loosens over time and can completely unravel. Throughout the month of February, for a donation of any amount, we want to send you a brand new resource from Pastor Ron Zappia and his wife Jody. their new book, The Marriage Knot. This highly practical book shares the seven choices that Ron and Jody made to restore and enrich their own marriage. These are the seven choices that every couple needs to make to keep their marriage together. Ron and Jody were on the brink of divorce. It was their first year of marriage and already things were falling apart. They desperately searched for anything that would help and then suddenly everything changed. In their new book, The Marriage Knot, Pastor Ron and Jody present seven transformative principles that saved their marriage. Full of wisdom, humor, and refreshing transparency, The Marriage Knot unpacks the seven choices that keep couples together. Give us a call at 844-HP-RADIO to receive your copy of Ron and Jody Zappia's The Marriage Knot or request this great resource online at highpointministries.com. This is High Point with Ron Zappia, and today's message is called Choosing to Communicate Respectfully, and it's one of the keys to a strong and lasting marriage. You'll find the complete marriage study online at highpointministries.com. Now here's Ron and Jody to conclude today's teaching. I've learned in marriage specifically that your speck is always the log. You got that, men? Your speck is always the log. I don't care what's going on. Your speck is the log, and their log is always the speck. Let's just make sure we take 100% responsibility for what we're bringing to the table, that we would be humble enough to do this, to really humble ourselves before the Lord so things do not get tense. Commandment number eight, take a look at Matthew chapter seven again, and we're gonna look at right at verse six, and this is an interesting verse. Joe, do you wanna go ahead and read that? It's usually used for evangelism, but Matthew chapter seven, verse six says this. Do not give what is holy to dogs, and do not throw your pearls before swine, or they will trample them under your, their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Yeah, and that verse, you know, what it's doing is usually we're using it for sharing our faith, and there's, what it's saying is, hey, hey, don't, don't do this. You know, if you're dealing with a person who's antagonistic, then like, like you know, don't waste your time is basically what it's saying. And, but I, I think it, appall, um, 
it really applies to all relationships and can be underutilized. To think about it this way, it's, you know, you don't always have to have the last word, you know? I mean, that, you know, we've learned over 29 years of marriage that finally that, you know, you don't have to always have the last word. You always don't have to prove your point with an exclamation point. I, I, we don't have to win every argument. I don't. I mean, I, I, I've tried. It's hard. It's really tough, and, and you know, you're sitting here, and you, you're getting a little window in our relationship. This series has been, been fun for us as we've been preparing stuff, but, but I mean, you guys all think that I'm the big competitive one and all this, and you know, she's the competitive one. I just got to call it. I mean, her, she's about as competitive as I, and you're saying, oh, no, that can't be true. She's so sweet and everything. Oh, boy, you well, hold on. And uh, so we got, you know, two youngest. I mean, there, there you go. Two youngest marry each other. Any two younger, youngest in the room married to each other? Let me just tell you, yep, you're all selfish. That's what you are, because the youngest is selfish beyond belief and and that's what it is and so we're very extremely competitive i mean it got so bad do you remember that game trouble you know that game trouble with the kid where you push the thing and you knock the kid back well we used to do it in our house it's like okay blue eyes and she'd have a couple kids and i'd have a couple kids and brown eyes would, well, would yeah if one. you count teddy yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dog <laughs> and so it'd no. be blue eyes over against brown eyes and we'd be playing the kids are young and and our kids would be looking at each other like well, all it, would take, with all it would take is if like one of the kids is really close to getting home and then, you know, like one of us would send them back because that little wanting to win thing would kick in there. You always The minute you back. did that, whoa, all, like oh, it was an all out. It I mean, got I, we bad. Had to we were stop just sending playing people the back. game. It got so bad in our house. People, their kids are like, my parents are screwed up. And, and so, you know. In our relationships, let's make sure that we do this. Don't always have to win. Don't have to die on every hill. I mean, it's just not every hill is worth dying about. And I, I wish I could tell you that, that we learned at an early age. It took a long time. We don't have to die on every single hill. And, you know, parents of um, teenagers, I mean, you're going to start seeing that, you know, that's just a lesson you need to learn. And, you know, sometimes in marriage, the cost of winning is too much. The cost of winning, hear me, is too much. It's like when you're going out to play uh, golf with your boss and you let him win. The cost of winning can be too much in the marriage relationship. So make sure you withhold words appropriately. Do what's best. Two more commands right from Matthew. We're going to jump over to Matthew chapter 19. And I don't want to do a whole discourse on this. Matthew 19 verses 15 through 17 are really all about church discipline. And that's what they're uh, primarily used for. And, and that's um, what the scriptures... Um, uh, I think it's Excuse 18. me, Matthew 18. I'm sorry. Uh, Matthew 18. I think it's right on the board. Is, uh, is, is what's coming next, verses 15 through 17. And, and um, you know, thou shall seek help is the command. Thou shall seek help when necessary. So Matthew 18 is a really important scripture. I don't, I don't want to get too in deep into it, but it's primarily used for church discipline, but it's helpful for all relational break, breakdown. So these verses, you know, there's three stages. I, I like to think of them as stages, not steps, because why? You might have to go back. Uh, you know, one of the stages might take two or three meetings, but first you meet with the person one-on-one. -on -one. So think about relational difficulty or turmoil, or, you know, in this place, they're talking about when a brother sins against you. Is it one-on-one? -on -one? We're going to, let's talk about this. And then it says, if you've listened, you've won your brother. But then it's like this. It says, but, you know, if you didn't, if they didn't listen, and that's the key, if you read through, it's about listening. And so if you listen, you won. Yeah, or being, yeah, yeah. being understood, being heard. And, and the second, well, bring a friend then. And, you know, hey, you know, we're not, we're, we're not here. Can, I'm going to bring this friend, and you bring and that now, friend. Now, Ron, are we talking about the friends, like, on Facebook friends? No, we're not. Why? Because my point is, I love that this is, 
I mean, Christians, we need to do this. This is going to be one thing that really sets us apart yeah. from the world, too, is going to the person one-on-one first yeah. before you put it on a, you know, on oh, a, some okay. public thing and calling yeah. them right. out, right? Totally. Yeah, call, and when right. you bring a friend, no, it's not you don't bring your entire, you know, Facebook community into the what you think, you know, how hurt you are or whatever. Right. You, you, you go direct. You, you bring trusted friends, yeah. right? Totally. So Yeah, in a, in a relationship situation, for sure. You don't want to get everybody else involved. But if you're not hearing, then you do what? You bring a friend. And the Matthew uh, 18 says that, you know, okay, if they don't hear, they're not listening, then you get the church involved, get your small group, get a pastor, get some leaders. So, I mean, thou shall seek help when necessary. It's like this, that, you know, the key is listening and understanding. And if you can't have listening and understanding, you're, not, you're at an impasse, like you guys in a relationship is too much, man, just bring some other people involved that you trust, that you know, that you love. I know for us, there's been certain situations, you know, through the years that we've had to bring somebody else who's ahead of us to give us counsel. We like to have a couple that's ahead of us. We like to have a couple that's behind us, one to learn from and one to pour into. And I would just say that's a model that we can have. So seek help when necessary. It's always important. And the goal is always restoration, yep. right? It's always to bring about um, totally. peace. Yeah. Lastly is this. So Joe, our, you got the yep, last one? Last commandment is thou shalt purify thyself or yourself continually. And that's out of um, Matthew 15, verse 17. Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is expelled, but what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person? For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, and slander. These are what defile a person. And, and actually, Jesus, or they, it's repeated earlier, too, in verse 11, where he says again that it's not what... Um, it's not what goes in your mouth, but what comes out of your mouth yeah. that defiles a person. He repeats it twice in a really short uh, spance there. And the point there is he's talking about, you know, the dietary restrictive laws, and people were getting all worked up about what to eat and what not to eat. No, I saw, you know, why are people now eating this? Like, this is okay. And Jesus is basically saying, guys, that doesn't even matter anymore. Right. Like, what you eat does not matter anymore. And, um, but what does matter is what comes out of your mouth. And, and the reason he explains in this scripture is that because what comes out of your mouth is really coming is what's in your heart. So if you're finding that this corrupt talk and these kinds of things are coming out of your mouth, that is an immediate sign that you need to do a heart check. And your heart is now um, needs to be cleaned out. We'll say sometimes, sometimes it needs a power wash, right? right? And you think about your own car, you get oil changers on a regular basis. Well, we need to, you know, another scripture that I love is um, found in Proverbs 4, verse 23. It says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. And the point there again is the stuff that's coming out of our mouths, our, some of our actions and things, it starts in the heart. And that idea of guarding it, it's a continual thing. You're listening to High Point with Pastor Ron Zappi. And today we're closing out a great new marriage study with a message about choosing to communicate respectfully. Make sure to get a copy of this message or download it or stream it completely for free at highpointministries.com. This makes a great study for your small group where you can watch through these videos or even read through the Marriage Not book together as a group. And so, Ron, as we wrap up today, we want our listeners to know that this series is based on this book we've been talking about that you and Jody wrote together, it's called The Marriage Knot. 
Yeah, that's right, Stephen. The book presents the seven choices that keep couples together. You know, Jody and I, we also share our personal marriage journey in the book and how God became the center of our relationship and our lives. It's a life-changing, dramatic story for sure. As God did this, he stepped in and gave us the forgiveness and grace we needed to build back our marriage and, more importantly, to build into us as individuals. But what we really focus on in the book are the key biblical principles we've shared throughout this week-long marriage series. So I hope you'll reach out to request the Marriage Knot book today. We'll send it to you when you support High Point Ministries with a donation of any amount. Thanks, Ron. Well, we're really excited to get this book out to our High Point listeners. So make sure you donate today. And when you do, we're going to send you a copy of Ron and Jody's book called The Marriage Knot. Call 844-477-2346 or give online to highpointministries.com. You can also mail a check to High Point Ministries, P.O. Box 281, Naperville, Illinois, 60566. And keep in mind, all through the year, we look to bring you biblical resources alongside Ron's relevant and authentic Bible teaching, because it's God's Word that equips us to believe and belong to and become more like Jesus. But did you know that it's your support that makes High Point possible? Your financial gifts help us reach more men and women with these daily broadcasts. We're able to broadcast these at no charge on the radio, through the podcast, online, completely for free. So give today and we'll send our thanks along with a copy of The Marriage Knot. Again, call 844-477-2346. Now, before we close out today's program, I want to personally invite you to join us at High Point Church this weekend. We love to see you at one of our four campus locations in the greater Chicagoland area. For church locations and service times, head to highpointministries.com. I'm Steve Smith. Join us again next time when Ron launches into a new study about believing in, belonging to, and becoming more like Jesus. Make sure to tune in Monday to High Point with Ron Zappia.